This podcast contains adult language. If you'd like a beeped version, it does not exist. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. How are you survivalists? How was your week? I am Molly and today we are surviving people because... Let's face it, people need surviving sometimes. Us as people, other people, there's a lot of surviving going on. This is the podcast, as you know, where we take inspiration from life and give you top tips on how to survive everything. And as you also know, every week I am joined by Daisy and Kaylee. Daisy and Kaylee, how are you? How are you surviving? I'm good. I don't know why I decide to go first. Just often Katie goes it. first. I love it. So, yeah. yeah, surviving well. I have found things enjoyable in this lockdown that I have never done before, like going to the tip. Have you ever been to a tip? <laughs> yeah, it's well What's fun. A tip? <laughs> <laughs> so, a tip is where you go and you take like your recycling and stuff that you couldn't put out in the bin. So you just take oh, it to the yes. tip and you've got like different yes. like big skips. So one's like landfill skips. and one's, yeah. oh yeah, the skip, I guess. So like landfill yeah. or, uh, you know, cardboard, whatever. Oh my yeah, God. That's where Kaylee gets her clothes. <laughs> Molly, no. Kaylee calls that like. That's Primark for me. Oh, Sorry. I didn't understand there. I've completely lost my point about the tip, by the way. Yeah, basically, Sorry. it's just a fun afternoon, but I've got distracted. What do you mean? Kayla gets her clothes. I found in the this tip. in a bin, this top I'm wearing right now. That's how Kayla goes shopping. I'm actually. I sort of missed that whenever you said that. And for a minute, I just thought that Molly was being incredibly rude. Just going, that's where Kaylee gets her clothes. I was like, bit me, Molly. Um, I think her clothes are lovely. But actually, you do get your clothes from bins, Kaylee. Can you tell me more information on this? What do you mean? Well, so for example, yesterday, I cleaned out my shoes and I just went outside and put a load on the wall and then put a post on this free cycle thing. And yeah. then some people came around and took some stuff. They didn't take other stuff. I was like, what's wrong with my shoes? Why don't you want them? <laughs> if I was walking by, I'd take my shoes. But I, would, I would do the same. But sometimes they're in bins, like at the, then it's not like, People put them in big plastic bags and put them in specific places in Southeast London. And oh. you can see like nice little things hanging out. So I'll have a rummage. And then, yeah, I found this. I found I found some nice stuff it, in Barcelona. It, they were actually in bins and the most amazing things I would find. I've still got a couple of shirts that I've picked out and a lot of friends would do the same. Wow. That's actually amazing. I genuinely, I don't know what this says. I don't know if this says more about me or you that I just thought you meant like you went past a bin and then found a shirt and I but you mean like a well, free cycle clothes yes. bin no 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 they're bins like they're serious like in Barcelona they were bins like the yeah. recycling or whatever yeah you would just see books or clothes or whatever oh. and you would just have a little look here yeah like it's not like a you can go on the website and get stuff but it's generally like people leave it on their walls or by their bin or that's um, amazing in black bags. yeah I actually think that's very cool. My mind is my mind is blown because I think that's yeah, that's very cool. Hmm. So what did you do at the tip? Oh, I, nothing like as exciting as finding clothes. I literally <laughs> just went to the tip with my dad. We had a little afternoon out 
and we just got rid of stuff that was like oh. recycling or cardboard or like we'd had a big like spring clean so there was just loads of stuff to go but I just I've never been before and I just found it weirdly fascinating because you drive your car around and you have to stop at each kind of section to put the stuff mm-hmm. in and then my dad would get very impatient if he felt people weren't being quick enough which I found very funny because there was a massive queue like the tip is the place to be at the moment I think lots of people are having clear outs because it went yeah. there for ages but I got an, I had a nice chat with my dad though and my dad is quite a quiet man so unless I trap him in a car with no distractions it is hard to get a full conversation so I was like this is lovely we're really bonding <laughs> Nice. Uh, Kaylee, how about you? How are you? How are you surviving? Yeah. uh, So yesterday I had a really fun interaction with a taxi driver because I have to get a taxi to and from work. Yeah, it was so amazing. I got in the car and I was like, oh, uh, can you put some music on? And then he like put all these purple lights on in the car. And was like, I was like, okay. And then, and then he was like, yeah, what music do you want? I said six music. And he was like, in the past, I don't know if you remember another taxi driver. I said sex music. He didn't, he did not miss here. He didn't know what six music was. So I said, is it digital? And he was like, yeah. I could tell him looking at me and being like, what does a girl like this want to listen to? And he put on heart seventies. And I went, heart seventies. And he went, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nineties, nineties. So then he put on heart nineties and I couldn't, I couldn't not. And I thought, especially since the first song was under another sky. (laughs) Liam Grimes can't fight the moonlight. I was like, that was the first CD I ever bought from HMV for $1.99. And I remember dancing around to that when I was brushing my teeth. So yeah. So, um, then I was like getting really excited and I was like I love this song and he was like oh yeah okay good and then I was like just singing with my mask on just singing it was like (laughs) karaoke in the car driving over the Waterloo Bridge it was really quiet London going through Trafalgar Square and then suddenly a hero comes on bro look inside you have this song now when I was a young girl I was listening to that song but I didn't know the lyrics I was just going that's all I was doing but if I'd really listened to the lyrics I might be a little bit further in my life right now because it's all about strength from within the hero is in you it's not some prince on a horse it's not outside it's inside you and that was a song I was listening to a lot as a child and the other <laughs> so, the other the other song that came on was a few questions that i need to know <laughs> i love that how song. i oh my God. hurt you so honestly i was so happy for heart 90s and, and was the purple light going on the entire time yeah yeah it was disco like so we had the lights oh my god this sounds like the best taxi ever yeah and then he texted me afterwards, which was a bit weird. But anyway, we'll move away from that. <laughs> we move okay, back to that because I've definitely yeah. got further questions. Yeah. How did yeah. your taxi driver even have your number to text you? Yeah, I guess he got it from the website. Um, he sent no me a text. Breaking data protection. Okay, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I, good evening, Kaylee. I hope you had a comfortable journey. <laughs> Please consider us for other journeys. Aww. He gives me the company name and we can give you comfortable journeys to home or work. 
but like oh that's nice oh that's he's hustling that he's hustling no i think he's basically saying i really like the way you sang when lockdown's over want to go do karaoke (laughs) oh that's obviously what he was trying to say i feel you're reading a lot into that marketing (laughs) message but okay (laughs) well also talking about messages i got a message off my mum yesterday randomly right rosetta fortune what about the police you'd look good in a uniform So um, now I'm considering being a police officer, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I love your mom. She's always like, what about Harry? You could marry him. What about the police? Marry him. What about the police? Have you thought about going to Indonesia? (laughs) I'm like... I thought about retraining for the police, Kaylee, and then I read on their website that you have to be really fit. <laughs> my, my dad made the point that I could get fit, and I was like, no, I don't want it that much, to be honest. <laughs> it's not a dream. <laughs> no. And the problem with police is you got to deal with a lot of people, and that's what we're talking about today. We are surviving people as we start to emerge from lockdown and interact with the public again, you may have forgotten. And that's why we are here to do the good work and help you survive it. As you know, each week, Kaylee and Daisy bring a top tip, three top tips actually, and present a top tip during three rounds. I, as judge, decide which top tip I like most. I give points accordingly. I may give points extra. I may give nods as we learned last week. I may take points away if I don't like something. I may give points to myself. Who knows? At the end of this episode, we will have a survivalist of the week. Last week, it was Daisy. She won your 30s. She survived your 30s. So Daisy, you get to go first this week. What is your first top tip for surviving people? Okay. My first top tip for surviving people is to listen to old people. Because last year, I had a temporary job where I spent three months all day phoning old people doing like befriending and welfare calls. So these were all people who lived in sheltered housing, aged over like between 80 and 90 and who were at home all day and all they had was like time on their hands. So we would have long chats like about their lives. And what I learned about old people is one, they swear a lot. Fun fact. I love it. They're they're quite impatient in the mornings. They tell the truth in an incredibly direct way. There was this one incredibly posh old lady who loves the theatre. So I told her about having been a stand-up. And she was like, oh, well, I've heard of you ever on the television. And I said, no, I, I hadn't really got to that level yet. And she went, well, you ought to just perhaps ask someone. Perhaps, you know, perhaps you could stand in the background. And then if someone else <laughs> doesn't turn up, you could perhaps do their line or something. I mean, are you a, are you a very plain girl? And I said, oh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the most attractive. But I'm not particularly, I'm not awful to look at. And she said, well, I can't see why there'd be any issue then. You ought to just, you know, talk to people. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's lovely, Margaret. Thank you. I will see what I can do by telling. Was that easy? Yeah, telling casting directors I'm not particularly plain. <laughs> and I always think, what would you have said if I went, oh, yes, God, I'm very plain. She'd go, oh, well, never yeah. mind, always radio. But she was, they were super funny. But what I learned from talking to old people was that everything that they wanted to talk about that had happened in their lives were not the things that I currently worry about. So 
some of them, you know, because they're in this sort of supported care, some of them were maybe richer or poor in their lives, did more impressive or less impressive jobs on, you know, societal standards. But none of them wanted to talk about that. All they wanted to talk about, all the stories that they told were about people, about their family, about their friends, Mm. about adventures they had, experiences they had. None of them wanted to talk to me about work promotions. None of them have ever told me what car they used to drive or how big their house was or anything like that. And what I found through talking to them was that basically everything just kind of works out in the end and that even if it doesn't that you end up eventually I mean you might have to be 80 but being okay with it and I just thought it was interesting because the things that they seem to regret and wish they'd done more of were never like I wish I'd been in the office more I wish I'd got that promotion or I wish that I'd had four children or a bigger car or they just like miss the things they missed from the world in lockdown would like being able to go to like their choir or there was this one lady who used to keep escaping she was my personal favorite because they were meant to be (laughs) in lockdown as in not the national lockdown like it was right when our restrictions were lifted they were meant to because they were vulnerable stay inside and every day she used to wait for her carer to leave at 11 a.m and this is how sneaky this lady was. She would tell me about it on the phone. She'd go, right, I'll wait for her to leave. And then when she goes, I'll wait a little minute in the chair and I'll pretend to be napping. Once she's gone, I'll go out. I'll go to Waitrose. I'll have a coffee. I'll go to the park. I'll see the duck. And then I'll come back. And now this is the important part because she comes back in at three. <laughs> I'll wipe down my shoes so she don't know I've been outside. I'll make sure there's no marks on the floor. Then I'll go back to my chair and she comes back in and she goes, oh, you can't be sleeping all day. And I go, oh, yes, dear. I'll best get up now. But I've been out for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Brilliant. Hero. Hero. Shiro. I I know. And I I loved her. And she went, you won't tell anyone, will you, darling? I was like, no, do what you want. Because also, she was like 88. I thought, you're allowed to do what you like. You want to go to the park? Go to the park. So, yeah. Yeah. Amen. My advice is is listen to, to old people. Because I think I don't. I couldn't really tell someone how to survive people because I find people often baffling and overwhelming. (laughs) But I think that old people have a lot of good advice and they're also very, very honest, which is something that young people don't do, which I quite like. So listen to old people. That's my tip. Amazing. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your response. I think it's so funny because you've obviously concentrated on the good old people because there's so many (laughs) old people who say the horrible thing, the wrong thing. And I love when you said like, old people, all they have is time on their hands. And they're like, hang on a minute. I'm part of the baby boomer. I own my own house. I have this. I have a coffee table. I own all my little ornaments. Um, But yeah, like (laughs) old people love talking about people. I agree. I I have quite I have a friend called Mary Twist she's older than me whenever we hang out she'll just tell me lovely stories about her life 
And I've just put her in contact with my other friend who's, he's older and he lives in um, London and they're pen pals now. And Aww. he, for my birthday, sent me a zine he made in the post, which was quite cute. Aww. But he's the same. He talks a lot about people. But I think that you need to know the old people for them to talk about. Or no, not know them as well. Because if your granny or your granddad, I think old people can also only want to talk about, well, where's your boyfriend? Where's your husband? Where's your, <laughs> what's your job? What are you doing? like oh well blah blah's got this blah blah's got that so I think that it depends on what old person you're talking to but genuinely generally if you really know the old person if they're like related to you all they'll want to talk about is relation what your relationship status is and your job situation oh that's so true that's such a good point about old relatives except for my granddad Scotland who is my favorite old people of all time and he is just since I was a kid has been constantly impressed by everything I do, even when it's not impressive. And he is the only member of my family that does that. Like if I did like a rubbish drawing, my mum would be like, oh, it's not quite in the lines. Or maybe do a wee bit better. And I'd be like, I'm four, mum, you know. Whereas my (laughs) granddad, I could do anything. And he'd be like, that is brilliant. Yeah, really tried hard. That's just great. You know, he's constantly a fan. Oh, my grandmother, I remember I was... I was either 20 or 21. No, I was 21. I was still in uni and I had, I had an aunt. So her older sister, much older sister was almost like her second mother lived with her and her name is aunt Martha. And she was like a great grandmother to me and she never married. So my grandmother, when I was 21 said 21 in uni said, yeah, if Molly's not careful, she's going to end up like aunt Martha, an old maid. I was like, that's so mama, I'm 20. I'm still in uni. (laughs) Uh, anyway mama i like that yeah that's mama and papa anyway thank you ladies and with that kaylee what is your first top tip for surviving people so when i think of people i think of crowds and busy places so this is how i survived people at a music festival which is a place where i think a lot of people are always are and crowds are so I consider myself to be a festival baby. I went to three festivals a summer, like mainly like um, music festivals. Like I just made sure like in later years that I had a great tent apart from the first festival I ever went to. I went to B Festival and it was in 2005. It was me, my best friend Mike and his sister Ella. And my mom gave us a tent. She was like, you take that tent now, that'll be grand now. Oh, it's fine. I always use that to go camping in Sidmouth Festival. You'll be grand with that. So we took this festival along with us and we had to queue for ages, you know, in lines of people who all smell lovely because it's the first day of the festival. And then you like (laughs) sort of have to run in and all of the worst pitches are by the toilet. So you have to, you want to get a pitch that isn't by a toilet, but managed to get a good pitch. And then we put our tent up and it was broken. It was ripped down the sides. It was awful. It looked basically like was like one thing and then it all sagged around the edge so if you sat up in it like this you'd be fine but three people in oh, it no. not gonna happen so um we were in the middle of nowhere there was no shop or anything so ella had to like get a bus like three hours into maybe it was like chelmsford or something to get to go to a shop and get a new tent but she could only get all the tents were kind of sold out so she could only get a two-man tent 
So her and Mike stayed in this two-man tent and I was going to stay in this broken one just sitting there like a like a loser. I I really couldn't stand my mum. I was like, mum, I'm so angry at you. And she was like, well, you should have checked it first. I was like, you told me it was fine. Anyway, back to people because you do get a lot of them at festival and, and it's just always sold out. Festivals are always sold out. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all the people that just barge in and get in free or people who have got tickets. And on a side note of festivals, they've started doing, in recent years, not when I used to go, but they started doing VIP tickets for people. And VIP tickets mean that you don't have to wait at the bar or at the portaloos. You can just go to the toilet, you can just go to yeah. the bar, and you get a view of the stage, which is really far away, but there'll be no heads in your way. What's the point in going to the festival? <laughs> What's the point? If everybody paid for a VIP ticket, then it would be better to be on a normal ticket. I just don't understand it because waiting for the portaloo, honestly, I've made so many friends in waiting for portaloo, toilet queues, you know, just being in a crowd. I actually met one of my boyfriends in the crowd watching Ordinary Boys at this V Festival, which was really convenient because he wasn't my boyfriend at the time. We just hung out as friends and then later we started a relationship. But it was really convenient because he had his own tent. So I just stayed in his tent for the, <laughs> for the festival. But I fell on the floor during this accidental mosh pit at Ordinary Boys and he picked me up. And oh. I remember he said to me like, oh, I saw you eating a hot dog earlier. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we just sort of hung out and he had two friends that we just went to all the gigs with because my friends, Mike and Ella, wanted to watch different music. So I was watching... Yeah music on my own like ordinary boys I don't really like them anymore I really loved them at the time is that the way to your heart at the time is oh I I saw you eating a hot dog earlier (laughs) yeah I guess so Um. I was also like (laughs) oh no I was eating a big hot dog and it had tomato ketchup all over it and I hate people watching me eat yeah yeah so yeah so at Primavera Sound the worst thing is when people are the VIPs because they basically get to go on the stage at the end of the festival for the final Mm. DJ set and it's so weird. You're like, I've paid for my ticket and yeah. I'm watching people who paid higher amount for their ticket and stood in luxury dancing around on a stage. That's not what I paid for. <laughs> so <laughs> me and my friends, we turned around, we put our backs to the w, the VIPs. We called them the whips. We put, our <laughs> put our backs to them and we were watching the people, the people that we came to the festival to be around. Because yeah, you're there for the music, but you're also there for the experience and people mm-hmm. make music festivals. Because imagine going to a music festival and you're the only one there. Yeah. <laughs> be rubbish. Be terrible. Be rubbish. But people think that like going to a festival and having this luxury service and just like, it's it's like just being at a gig and you may as well be watching it on the TV. That is true. That is true. If you can't smell someone's BO, you may as well be watching it on TV. <laughs> when I was at a music festival, how would I get to the front? Because I always ended up at the front and I always ended up on the big screen, you know, at Glastonbury. Somebody, my friends from uni would be like, we've just seen you on the big screen. I'd be like, yeah, because I would get to the front. And the way I would get to the front was making out that there was a friend in front. So I'd be like, I'm coming. Hey, I'm coming. Hey. And then I would weave through like a little snake. And then when I got to like near the barrier, I remember like it was weird when I saw Lena Cohen, this girl was like, oh, sorry, do you want to stand here? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) She was like, I'm here. And she just squeezed me in. But what gave me the, um, and I don't condone this, but what gave me the um, boldness was I always had this bottle of vodka and Red Bull diluted in this big, like, see-through bottle. And that would just, like, give me the power and keep me going because I was, like, literally watching back-to-back music 
squeezed in between people from like 11 a.m until two in the morning and it was just like and and squeezing a hot dog in every now and then so yeah so surviving crowds it, it's I guess you just need some vodka Red Bull. And I do I do really want to thank Molly actually at the end of giving this tip is because it was really nice thinking about music festivals and I hadn't, like I remembered all of the amazing times and fun memories I had. So bringing up the people topic brought up all these lovely memories of music festivals, which I don't have the time to include them all, but maybe I will give more tips in the future with music festivals in them. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. So I love this tip, but I have to admit, I have only ever been to music festivals by accident, like because I've been doing comedy. So the ones that are like, I've been to like Latitude or Belladrum in Scotland, which are like more family festivals. So they've got comedy Mm. and theatre and music and stuff. But I'm rubbish at festivals. And actually one of my least favourite parts is people en masse. <laughs> because I feel like, I don't know, like crowds make me nervous, but also that thing of like not wanting to be near the toilet. I feel like what happens is I'm away for a weekend having fun, inverted commas, but also there's like an element of actual survival. Like, and you become <laughs> a bit selfish. Like you realize on a monkey brain level, oh, actually quite selfish. Because if if there's only a little bit of loo roll left, I am that person who will put it in my backpack. So later yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got loo roll. I don't think, oh, but that wouldn't be fair because I should. No, you've got to do that. Bird. You've got to do that, Daisy. I'd bring the loo roll with me. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did that too. But it's, do you know what I mean though? I, if there's, you know. Survival of the fittest. Yes, yeah, survival of the fittest. Can I say something about what you said about not liking yeah. crowds? I think that's yeah. so funny because as a stand up, and you're like, I don't like crowds, so could you all just leave my kids and <laughs> perform well, on my own? <laughs> It's not even that I don't like them. An actual crowded room makes me very like, it's almost like a phobia because Mm. I feel when I was young, I learned like, this is not funny. (laughs) In fact, I'm not even going to say that. But like, (laughs) sorry, I'm laughing because I almost said an incredibly tragic event that happened in a crowd that like, not to me, like in the world, but basically there was this harrowing news story when I was a kid about people getting crushed in a crowd. And I remember it. And I think it honestly gave me like this thing about crowds that now I can't really be in them. So with comedy, the nice thing is, is that you're on the stage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, well, if you all crush each other, I'll just watch. (laughs) Exactly. And if you're a punk comedian, you'd have to put up with maybe people storming the stage and getting crushed. But you know, yeah, there's no punk That's comedians that, yeah. really, is there? And people, I mean, I love the idea of a punk comedian, firstly, <laughs> and secondly, I people have never been so enthusiastic about my comedy that they've wanted to form the stage. <laughs> I was about to say the fact that you are t- you're scared of crowded rooms. That should say something about the people that attend your shows. Yeah, the- that there may not be a lot of them. <laughs> burn yeah but but also on that on that like I will say that that my youth was full of crowds and not 
and being so in the crowd and I'm not very good at it now and I will stand at the back and I know that at one time I was at the front but now I am at the back because I do feel the same and mm, even the yeah. other day I went to the park and it was so busy and I don't know whether this is COVID related but yeah. I got really anxious about people and I was like I just want to go home I don't want to be here yeah. it was really Maybe it's COVID related yeah, yeah I because I get the same thing but that yeah, I felt it from inside like a really yeah. like unstable fear come up and I was like oh this is horrible yeah covid related is quite rational though isn't it because that's not really a phobia that's sensible (laughs) i mean right now if we let's fear for your life right if we joined a mosh pit now that's not good advice that's a super spreader event yeah okay thank you ladies so we have first round actually can i do a quick confession i've only ever been to one music festival in my life and it's funny it was called austin city limits music festival super fun but there's no like tents or you know i stayed at a hotel which is what most people do there's not like campgrounds there music festivals here are different than they are in the u.s there's bonnaroo which people and obviously there was woodstock but that's been like what 30 years 40 years whatever so bonnaroo you camp out at and then coachella but those are the only two i'm sure i'm wrong and forgetting some but music festivals are definitely it's like a an event where you you camp out and all that and that i am not on board for. i just i can't do that i just I need a glamp. You guys know me. I glamp it up. (laughs) But anyway, okay. So we have round one, Daisy to survive people. Listen to old people. They have a lot of experiences. They talk about people. They swear a lot. They're impatient and they're directly truthful, which is kind of nice because young people aren't. And then we have Kaylee. Think about people at crowds and music festivals and all that camaraderie and screw the people going to the VIP because they're not really experiencing the festival. So I'm going to give this one also Kaylee had a nice suck up to the judge and I like flattery. So (laughs) I'll give, I'll give Kaylee a nod for that. So Kaylee has one nod. I think maybe for now on, I just made this up because I'm the judge. If you get three nods, it converts to a point. Just made it up. Just made that up. (laughs) So Kaylee is at one nod. And for this round, I'm going to give the points to Daisy, two points to Daisy for listen to old people, because I think Daisy's right. Old people have a lot of of life experience because they're older right now now kaylee did make a good point like be careful mm. of the old people you listen to like fair fair point so balance it out but listen to old people they have a lot of life experience good and bad and you can kind of parse up some things of how to survive people in your life okay so now let's go to round two and with that daisy what's your second top tip for surviving people okay my second top tip is regarding people online, all people online, but especially on like forums or comment sections because, (laughs) yeah. So I, a few weeks ago, lost an entire Sunday morning arguing (laughs) with a moronic woman who was named Jean. And I haven't changed her name. I mean, I haven't given her last name, but I doubt she listens to podcasts or reads books. So I think I would be safe (laughs) 
in whatever format I said that because Jean was a moron. She had a <laughs> profile picture of a cat, which I find weird because quite often when I see people say things online which are incredibly hateful or racist, they have a cat as their profile picture. And I'm like, what's the connection? Are the cats like whispering to them? <laughs> but it was on our like local, like the town local to here. They have this thing called Spotted In My Local Town's Name. And it was on there. And basically someone had shared a video of Nigel Farage. And I like saying Farage like Garage because he's a ridiculous man. So he should have a ridiculous <laughs> name. So they shared this Farage video and then that just obviously like draws out all of the racists who live in my town who walk among us and I find that a really disconcerting thing that I've probably walked past people like Jean I mean I know her face now so I look out for her so I push her (laughs) over my shopping trolley but like I probably walked past her in Tesco and had no idea she was such an asshole but I literally four hours argued with her because this clip was about it was he was saying that immigrants refugees were staying in luxury hotels and then basically not true not true uh, at all I mean quite the fucking opposite. opposite but then he this video so someone shared it and then it just got this torrent of racism underneath it and really horrible stuff that I won't repeat because I don't want to give Mm racist the platform but one of the points that Jean made (laughs) what a woman was essentially that she felt that some people who are immigrants may be also criminals now I tried to point out to Jean quite politely the flaw in her argument that criminals exist everywhere. Like white people are criminals. I was like, Jean, this is going to blow your mind. But some, because <laughs> she said that she would be afraid of these people. So I was like, well, be afraid when you walk outside today, because statistically, a lot of white men are paedophiles, Jean. <laughs> and I will admit, yeah. at this point, I was slightly losing my temper with Jean. <laughs> was, but long story short, the argument between me and Jean went on for hours because she just made me so angry. But what I learned is that you can't argue with people like Jean using facts or logic because... Yeah. They don't want facts or logic. And sometimes I think see things tweeted by Pretty Patel, our own home secretary. She is also not a fan of facts or logic and likes to, you know, stoke hate. And I think it's difficult because I think what happens is people, they use emotion and then you have people like Pretty Patel who can basically make some people blame other people namely the outside other so then they don't blame the people actually in power like pretty patel and i can't remember where that happened historically before oh yes i do it was the nazis um (laughs) so they were great at that and it makes me really angry but what i learned was and this is my tip people on the internet are the worst and you can (laughs) not help them and i don't mean people in like you know, just people you know who are online, they're fine. But people on local internet forums, you will get a feeling like I did, like, no, you've got to argue what they said was wrong. You have to, it doesn't matter what you say. You will be online for four hours until eventually your husband will shut your laptop and make you walk outside. 
So my advice is, however strongly you feel about the topic, if someone on a forum says something you do not like, just walk away. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your response? Yeah, it's so I could feel your um, sense of, I, I don't know, just the like agitation at that mm. moment. Yeah, like it's really hard to like just turn away and a blind eye when you really care about something. And there's some minds that it's like, come on, they really, they really need to change to be more inclusive. And social mm. media and online bullying is is definitely like something that I never really had when I I was younger. Mm. I didn't have a phone or anything, and it wasn't really around. But now it's around. It's like oh, bullying is happening with young people, but also with older people, and they're also propagating these ideas and like being able to support each other, and in a way that like you know you're just writing it so they're not actually seeing someone's face or how it's affecting people mm. and being unchanged. I'm maybe not making sense too much but no, what, no that does make sense yeah, I, I guess sense. I guess what I think is social media is a destructive thing and social media by like all these forums and everything mm. I think it was originally out there to get people to connect and communicate and to share mm. and there mm. is a wonderful for the LGBT community yeah. there's amazing platforms there mm. and for reaching out to voices that have been marginalized you know Instagram is good for people to share their message but mm. also on the other side of that is you've got bigots having also a platform and it's difficult. It's a difficult one. I think that, tip, that tip's difficult because it's even like, should we be shutting our laptops and turning away from it? Should we be reporting that person? Yeah. Like not arguing with them, but going, hang on, this person's got extreme views and they're, yeah. they're all about it, discrimination. On... I need to report that person. But do you know, on that note, I did report Jean and many of the other comments to Facebook. Facebook's, because the, the comment that I, basically it was ambiguous. Now I know that what she said was deeply racist, mm. but whatever reporting mechanism Facebook has it came back saying that it hadn't violated community standards. And I said to my husband, mm. I don't understand. It's so crazy. It's clearly, she's clearly being racist to this other person. Why is that? And it's and he said, because it's ambiguous, because yeah. it's like an algorithm, you know, it's the the words aren't she hasn't used whichever word they don't allow so and he said it's not like an actual human being from the UK is sat going through this. Like so yeah it's 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 really tricky yeah and i think the thing with social media to remember is you can't i do know some it does happen every once in a while but for the most part you can't have a conversation with somebody mm. it's like talking at people it's not talking to people you know and with people yeah i just remember right after when biden was officially declared the winner i put you know i put on instagram you know i'm cheering you know all this kind of stuff and this guy commented well it's not over and or something like the counts or it hasn't been official or something like that. And I started to respond and my husband's like, who is this dude? I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He just responded because I have a public profile. And he's like, no, he's like, he's some rando and he's just trying to like bait you. And so I blocked him. 
Yeah. I, I, I might've responded to him like something. I don't remember. I think I might've responded to something quippy. And then I said, and now blocking you. And I did. And then there was another guy who was like, oh, well, did you actually vote? And I was like, yes, I sure did. It's my democratic right and responsibility. And I blocked his ass too. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, yeah, I think when it comes to social media and forums, just realizing what actually you can accomplish. And a lot of times it's not much. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. And with that, Kaylee, what's your second top tip for surviving people? So I don't know what it's like to be rich, but I wanted to share a story about a rich person. <laughs> Haku Maizawa is a millionaire who is looking for eight people to fly to the moon with him. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. So he's paid for them, like these eight people who he doesn't know who they are yet, to go on Elon Musk's SpaceX flight. Now, if I was his friend, I'd be pretty pissed off. <laughs> eight, eight strangers, mate, what's going on? What's going on? I don't know. The mission is scheduled for 2023. I can't believe it. That's like two wow. years away. And yeah. it's called Dear Moon, which is just so cute. And I obviously would love to go to the moon, but I, I'm not going to apply because, yeah, when I, when I saw the advert, I was like, ah! What's he looking for? <laughs> I want to do more than just howl at the moon on Broccoli Bridge. That is what I've been doing because it's been very nice. The snow moon's been out and I've been loving that. I want to go on the moon. I want to go yeah. to the moon on a rocket. Oh, and then it made me think of the one-for-one one swapping technique that I did in the playground when I was little. So I don't know if you had it, Molly. I don't know if you did it, Davey. I don't know if it's just a talky thing. But if you had Chris, it's probably just talky. Talky thing. <laughs> If you had crisps, you'd be like one for one if someone had a different flavor. So I would always have ah. ready salted and because that was the flavor that my mum bought. Kids had salt and vinegar, beef, prawn, bloody cocktail. I was like, hello, little rich kid. <laughs> um, so you'd also always do a one for one. You wouldn't just give a crisp away. You would do one for one. You would give one away, you'd get something back. So what I'm thinking is, what does this billionaire want back? You know, yeah. you're just offering people a chance to go to the moon that he doesn't know. And originally I found out that he was actually looking for a girlfriend to go with him to the moon. Ah. Yeah. He changed his mind due to mixed feelings because ethically I'd say it's a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> Dating on a flight to the moon. I mean, it's going to be everything but romantic. You have to poo in a bag. You have to wear a huge space suit and yeah. you mainly feel drunk for the whole time. Like you're not going to feel like yourself. So I can't imagine why that would be a good idea. Like I'm looking for a girlfriend <laughs> to come with me on the, the moon trip. Yeah, it's just definitely not the best place to get to know someone, but that's probably not what he's actually looking for. Um, this is all seems a bit gimmicky. But I was like, is this really a dating show? Like this millionaire <laughs> going to the moon? Like, is this where we've got to now? Like eight hopefuls apply <laughs> and then get on a rocket and date a millionaire going to the moon? Like, oh, you might have to see each other poo in a bag. Oh, oh, you might be floating around, you know, listening. Like the cabins, moon edition. Moon edition, the moon edition. I could be the presenter. Happily be the voiceover. Thank you very much. If anyone's looking for the voiceover on this dating show, I want to be it. I guess the sentiment is really lovely, but why isn't the millionaire giving homeless people a home and starving people food? <laughs> is anyone asking him this? Like, Point taken. You know, do these people that are going to the moon need to go to the moon as much as people need to eat and live? 
And I would just like to thank Marcus Rushford for being a rich man who was doing just that. Mm. Yeah, that's my tip. Excellent. Thank you. I don't know if it's even a tip. I think it's just just a story. Hey, I'll take it. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. I think it's an excellent tip. Excellent to question whether or not, you know, we should spend money going to the moon or, you know, feeding... feeding poorer people which I would definitely know where my vote would go but I also found it so funny when Kaylee said yeah I mean he's gonna pay for a girlfriend to be stuck in a space shuttle with him which is ethically a bit off I thought (laughs) I mean yeah he's a bit off sounds an awful lot like ethically very off um yeah so I it's a very good tip it was very interesting yes and on that note I I'm giving you another nod Kaylee for that (laughs) questioning the efficacy of paying for a girlfriend to go to the moon with you excellent also I just uh, just say something on the nods I just feel like patronized like a little kid like (laughs) bless her she just says something really cute let's give her a nod just give her a little I mean you're not wrong but anyway (laughs) as we go on we have round two with Daisy people on the internet that you don't know and maybe even some that you do are horrible and they are not worth your time and you cannot help them let me also say for those out there there are multiple statistics and articles that you can research for those that don't believe this but most refugees are not criminals they are actually escaping persecution or civil war also if you're listening in america if you remember uh the people that founded our country were some of those people moving on uh step two step two tip two from kaylee so It was a great story. I'm trying to succinct the tip is maybe, yeah, think about that billionaire taking all those people up and maybe take some homeless people up with you or just take that money and feed the homeless and maybe actually find them a home. And uh, maybe it's not ethically sound to find a girlfriend to take with you to the moon. Although I did like the idea of the cabin's moon edition. So there's (laughs) something for you. Okay, so for this one, yeah, I gotta give it to Daisy again. Fuck people online. They are horrible people. You cannot help them. You cannot engage them. So do not do it. Just don't. They're talking at you. They're not talking with you. And if you actually want to have a conversation with someone online, like maybe you're honestly curious. Maybe they're honestly curious because as Kaylee pointed out, the cool, the good, there have been some good things about social media because it's helped marginalized communities connect, you know, whether they be LGBTQ plus or even with the Black Lives Matter movement, it some good has come with it, but maybe Take it to the DMs and then you can have a conversation with somebody. Just a tip. Yeah, so that's two points to Daisy. I'm also going to give Kaylee another nod for the Cabin's Moon edition. So that gives her three nods and one point. Wow. That's how so the I nods keep my work. nods. I keep my nods even when I get a point. That's amazing. I love that. Well, your three nods converted to a point. Yeah, but I still it's get one point three nods. That's good. Sure. Okay. And that means we have Daisy at four points and Kaylee at one. And with that, we now go into round three. So Daisy, what is your final top tip for surviving people? Okay. My final top tip for surviving people is a bit of advice that my grandma gave me for people. She said, you should be kind to everyone and you should be doubly kind to people that are not kind to you. And the idea of it was, she said, if you did this, you would always be free. And the idea was 
that you would be free of anger, free of bitterness, because you're like, do you know what? I am unmovable. My position is Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be nice. And if they're not, I can't help them. And whilst it is lovely advice from an old Quaker lady, (laughs) it is not fit for purpose in the modern world. So... (laughs) I would like to update it with a line from LL Cool J, (laughs) which is, Mama said, knock you out. Because I feel in the modern world, this is more sound advice. And if you combine the two, you have a perfect metaphor, rhetoric, whatever you want to call it, perfect motto for life, which is... (laughs) they're hard to combine but basically be kind and doubly kind to everyone unless they're not kind to you in which case mama said knock you out right so I've combined right so I just think that sometimes you can be too nice and actually at some point Mm. my auntie always says you need like a good heart but strong backbone and I think Mm, women especially need this even more than men do because we so often are made to feel like we are being unpleasant by just being assertive and I think we need to stop that and actually you know, one of my favorite podcasts, which is called My Favorite Murder. I don't want to plug another podcast uh, on our podcast. That's my very favorite podcast. It's my second favorite. But they, because they discuss true crime and mur- murders, they always say fuck politeness because so often when women get murdered, it's because they were worried about like yeah. not wanting to be impolite to a murderer. Yeah. And yeah, I think that is when, if I eventually do have children, that is what I would tell my daughters is that you definitely shouldn't start it but it's okay if, you know, you end it. That sounded too violent. I, I'll, I, I like that. I'll come up with something in between, but that's my advice. I liked it. On that note, I went to a, um, a self-defense seminar one time and they said, don't, uh, don't be afraid to be crazy. You know, it's better that you, to the point that you were saying, is a lot of times women are like, oh, I'm, I'm being crazy. That guy is not following me mm. or whatever. And they're like, it's better to be an alive, crazy person than a dead, sensible one. Yeah. Because you just think, oh, they're not really, I don't want to, I don't want to look crazy. I don't want to act crazy. They're not really following me. No, it's better for you to turn around and ask them. And maybe you look crazy, but maybe you just saved your life. Mm. Anyway, there's a self-defense tip. Kaylee, your response. <laughs> My mum used to say, kill them with kindness. And I just disagree. It's like, who wants, to be, <laughs> who wants to be kind to someone that's been horrible to you? Just be just be like, okay, whatever. And walk away from it. It's way stronger. Like, why pretend? Mm. Like, this sort of patronising, what's it called? Martyr going like, well, I was really nice to them and they were horrible. Like, no, like, you can be horrible back. Like, if someone mm. calls you like, you know, tuts at you in the street because I, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of an example. When was someone horrible to me? I... Well, when guys cat call you mm. for, I don't know. But no, this is, this is something, really the same. This is something that I find difficult. Like I've definitely struggled with my self-worth and esteem and like sticking up for myself. And I have been yeah. followed a couple of times mm. and I haven't said anything because of what you said. Also, when I have said something, people like, dumb it numb it down and go oh it's probably just this it's probably just that and then I'm going yeah. oh yeah 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 okay 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 but inside I felt like no I felt really violated that car was yeah. following me yeah and I hid and then it turned around and it came back slower I felt scared yeah um, 
so yeah I don't know but I think it's a learning curve with the cat calling like I get I get people saying to me like smile and it's like oh I'm look moody oh I shouldn't be moody and then and then I think hang on a minute I don't feel like smiling yeah. at random strangers in the street I'm not yeah. here on this earth to be like hello everyone how are you <laughs> you know like it's not my job to smile at you disgusting man <laughs> yeah I've gone back on a cat collar before I was like standing at a light and usually I have my ear earphones in and I can't hear anything, which is intentional. And I think the podcast I was listening to was over. I was almost home. And this guy is like cat calling me. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to ignore it. And I start walking. And I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm not going to ignore it. And traffic was stopped. So I turned around and I go, I was like, you shouldn't say that to women. He looked terrified. I was like, no, you shouldn't say that to women. I was like, you shouldn't say that. Like, what if your mo- what if somebody says it to your mother? Do you have a sister? You can't say that to women. It's not appropriate. And he's like, as I'm saying this and like walking to him, he's like putting up his uh his, his uh window as fast as he can. And he looks so scared. And I've never been so proud of myself in my life to this day. Screw my masters. That's my proudest moment. But yeah, and I, I hope that he's thought twice about catcalling again. Okay. Can I just give you, sorry, this, my final tip on this tip. Those, I mean, firstly, so proud of you, Molly, because yes, that is amazing. But also those, both of those examples are when people are being directly rude. What I struggle with people is when people are just being, especially, and women often do do this. I hate to say it, but being like a bit passive aggressive. And my mum gave a genius, like Jedi mind trick from an old (laughs) Scottish woman that I would like to share with you because I think it's so important to share my mum said because I said I don't know what to do when someone is rude to me but they're being basically polite so like if they go so you know how sometimes friends will ask questions and the question is intended to kind of wound but makes it sound helpful like oh are you not are you not working yet what are you gonna do now oh it's such a shame or I guess you just it's a shame you didn't you didn't make it in stand up before this happened. And it's a shame that, you know, and they say things and you know that they're being rude, but they're saying yeah. it as if they're being helpful. So my mum told me this amazing tip, which is if you think someone is being passive aggressive towards you, keep politely asking them questions back and then saying back to them what they're saying in a way of agreement but like as if you're okay with it so like going so someone said that going like oh sorry what do you mean by that oh right and then whatever they say go so sorry are you saying that it I was not successful enough in oh I see what you're saying (laughs) gosh I'd never thought about that before that feels wow I feel kind of sad about that and my mum was like literally talk to people like they're a toddler because if they're not an adult enough not to be basically rude to you talk to them like how you would like because I've got little nephews she was like just talk to them like how you'd speak to the boys and be like maybe we don't say mean things to hurt people's feelings yeah (laughs) (laughs) and with that Kaylee what is your final top tip for surviving people so my next top tip is about people pleasing so this has been something that I've been dealing with like completely in lockdown like coming to terms with what why I was always living the wrong way living to please people. Why do we people please? A lot of us do it. We please people based on our assumptions, which stem from our own insecurities of what we think people want. When we do this, we decide that for ourselves. Basically, Read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Here it is. 
Here it is. Um, so it's brilliant. And it looks at why we please everyone else. And in the process of that, stop living authentically. Now, you do go for a journey with her. She, I really do like her. Her tone can sometimes be like a bit too, too much. And on one page, she says she doesn't have friends. And then on another page, she says, oh, my friend came round. So that <laughs> felt a bit hypocritical. <laughs> I genuinely, as a, as a woman writing, she shows us how flawed she is and how great she is. She is unapologetically herself. And that is something I think we should all strive towards. People pleasing is a big topic. People are so unique and different. So we mustn't assume that pleasing people is easy. The biggest difficulty is when you please other people, you disregard yourself and you forget you are a person too. Why aren't you pleasing yourself? You are a person who deserves to please yourself. Mm. So in a chapter called Deliveries, she says, I'm a sensitive, introverted woman, which means that I love humanity, but actual human beings are tricky for me. I love mm. people, but not in person. For example, I would die for you, but like not meet you for a coffee. <laughs> I feel I feel the same I feel the same and it's just really honest and we really get a sense of who she is and she came out when she was 44 she found a woman and she met a woman and she fell in love with a woman instantly and she talks about faith and how her moving away from religion and I think that the book can teach us to learn to love ourselves warts and all so on page 200 she says I will never promise to be this way or that way. I will only promise to show up as I am, wherever I am. That's it. And that's all. People will like me or not. Not being liked is not my one thing. Integrity is. So I must live and tell my truth. Folks will come around or quit coming around. Either way, lovely. Anything or anyone I could lose by telling the truth was never mine anyway. I'm willing to lose anything that requires me to hide any part of myself. And I just think that's lovely. I think if you think it's a bit aggressive, then look into that. Why is a woman speaking her mind aggressive? <laughs> so how to survive people? I would say stop trying to please them in the end. They will never be pleased and neither will you. Amazing. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. I love this tip and I love it so much that I'm actually going to get the book because I think it sounds <laughs> I literally was writing in my phone there. Untamed. Is it Glennon Doyle? Is Glennon that Doyle, yeah. Glennon Doyle. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get that book. It sounds great. Great tip. I um I know I'm not meant to agree because I want to win, but it was a good tip. So that's all I can say. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Daisy. So with round three, we have Daisy, which is, I love this one. It's be kind, be doubly, oh, this is from Grandma Daisy, by the way. Be doubly kind, be kind, be doubly kind. But if that doesn't work, mama said, knock you out. <laughs> love it. <laughs> also, fuck politeness. Great. With that, I'm definitely giving Daisy a nod to fuck politeness. Thank so you. So there's Daisy getting a nod. Yes. And then Kaylee, stop people pleasing. They will never be happy and neither will you. And she suggested another Kaylee Culture Corner recommendation on Tame. <laughs> I love Kaylee Culture Corner every week. <laughs> it makes me feel like such a Luddite though because I never read anything and I'm just like, oh, it's another good book. Well done. <laughs> Untamed by, we just said it, but I'm sorry, say Lennon it again. Doyle. Glennon Doyle. Great. Be unapologetically yourself. I loved this quote. I die for you, but not meet you for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I don't know if it's lockdown or whatever, but lately I'm like, I hate people. Like I hate people. <laughs> I just hate them. And I'm like, I need to like figure this out because I'm an actor and I deal with, you know, but 
I kind of hate people sometimes. So mm. anyway, there's my confession. So with that, I'm giving the two points to Kaylee. Stop I knew I would get please. the two points yeah, for that. <laughs> Stop people. This is something I have a hard time with too. And, but I've gotten better about it. Stop people pleasing because you nor they will ever be happy. And so we come to the end of the round with Daisy at one nod, Kaylee at three nods, Kaylee at three points and Daisy at four points. So I won the so, nods. I won the nods. Yes. But Daisy won the points, which is actually what's important. So Daisy, <laughs> you have survived people. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. <laughs> And I forgot to say at the top of this episode, this is our, okay, I always say this word wrong because we don't really use this in the States. Penumptu, penumptu, penultimate, penultimate episode. <laughs> I, this, I always say this wrong in the States. It's penupalupalup. Is that it? Am I right with the No, we don't really say that word. Uh, but anyway, this is our penultimate. 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 Okay, yeah. Penultimate so I, episode. Well, I'm going to and... say this for you. So I forgot to say, this is our penultimate episode. And uh, everybody join in. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll be back next week with our season finale. You can follow us on Facebook and how to survive your life or on twitter and instagram at how the number two survive pod you can email us at how to survive your life pod at gmail.com thanks so much to everyone who's commented and liked and and emailed us we appreciate it if you like this episode or any of our episodes please like and subscribe wherever you are getting your podcast and maybe tell some people when you see them we will talk to you next week bye, bye. Music by Jazar.